Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. This is Pastor Scott, and welcome to Casual Conversations. I'm glad that you have decided to uh, tune us in today, and I'm glad that I have with me today a special guest, a friend of mine, a fellow pastor, and uh, several weeks ago, I was with her for Revival, and she shared with me something that I asked her to share with you. So uh, this is Linda Robinson. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. It's great to have you on Casual Conversations. I didn't have to uh, push too hard, did I, or pull too hard, or beg? Well, it's not what I originally had in mind, but it, <laughs> I, it'll work. It'll work. Well, before we uh, get started with... Um, the, the story or the message that I want you to share uh, with our listeners today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm um, three times retired. <laughs> I keep, I keep <laughs> and it still hasn't stuck, has it? It just doesn't <laughs> stick. I don't know. I'm not good at, I'm not good at retirement, but I, I've taught in public schools and private schools from kindergarten to graduate students. Um, taught in the graduate program at Olivet for several years, both as an adjunct and then as um, full-time faculty. But then when we retired from there, moved down here to be with grands, um, I wound up in the public school system down here, um, then in a private school setting, and then thought I retired from all that. And um, then the Lord had a different idea. <laughs> he did, didn't <laughs> And called he? me into the ministry. Uh, I one think day, just go ahead. Just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, um, "This should be you." <laughs> I, I um, as I mentioned before, had had been with you for revival, and right at that time, you shared a, a sermon with me that you had uh, prepared and preached. I think it was just a, a couple weeks prior to when I was there and I was just intrigued mm -hmm. by the, uh, the sermon that you shared it was a story of the grace of God working in the apostle Peter's life. And uh, first of all, um, I just ask you, uh, go ahead and introduce um, the apostle Peter to our listeners and a little bit about what you might know about him. Well, you know, we don't know a whole lot about Peter before he met, meets Jesus. We, we know that he's originally Peter Simon, um, he was the son of Jonah, along with Andrew, his brother, uh, born in Bethesda. But he was living and working as a fisherman. Um, that was in Capernaum. That was their profession. That was their way to earn their day-to-day -day living. Um, and he was one of the first to be called by Jesus and as an apostle. And then his life went um, into a roller coaster of, of activity and changes. I think we like, I think I like Peter because he's, um, he just seems so passionate about everything. And um, sometimes that passion got him into so much trouble. <laughs> and yeah. I, and I, I sympathize and identify with him because we get so excited and passionate and, and motivated to move. And sometimes we just, um, mess things up and and the Lord has to come in and sort things out for us and get us on track. It, it's an amazing human story that I think we can all identify with and the grace that God extends to him 
uh, I think we can identify in our own lives. In fact, later on, you know, I was reading uh, in Peter, in 1 Peter 4.10, he says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied graces. And that, that whole idea of varied graces in someone's life is what kind of captured me about Peter, how God um, just manifested himself in his life in so many different ways. You mentioned those, and I hadn't caught that about the varied graces before. Thanks for pointing that out. I, I love that. It goes so well with uh, what you're about to share with us. But uh, tell us a little bit about these varied graces. Yeah, we'll read it in Luke, but but um, rather than read it, it's five. It's in that fifth chapter. Jesus has come to Capernaum. He had been um, in another place, and that's where Andrew saw him at first. Andrew had been walking along, following John the Baptist. I wish I knew why he and how he got curious about John the Baptist, but we're not told that. We're just told that he was he was with a friend and they were with John the Baptist following him. And he heard John the Baptist point out Jesus and say, behold, the lamb of God. That really sparked some curiosity in Andrew. He went immediately to seek Jesus out. Want to know where you're staying. And uh, Jesus invited him and Jesus always is inviting, you know, that, that that's that calling grace that you talked about. The, the constant invitation before we're even aware um, there's a calling back in the old theologian times they they call it the common grace um, that that's just common to all because God intends to call all of us but that that particular time Andrew experienced that calling um, that came from Jesus and he spent the night with him and then he was changed forever but he couldn't wait to get home and tell his brother that he had found Christ, the Messiah. Now, I imagine that there had been a lot of people, a lot of uh, individuals that had proclaimed themselves the Messiah at that time, because evidently it didn't impress Peter too much. Um, even when Jesus came into his own home, uh, their Capernaum healed his mother-in-law of an, of an illness and cast out demons who made a verbal proclamation that this was the son of God. We don't see a big change in Peter. In fact, he just goes right back to fishing. Um, however, I, I have to think that all those events, um, Andrew, you know, attracting Jesus to Capernaum and making sure that he had that place to stay and exposing Peter to all that he had seen Jesus doing. All that is provenient grace, the grace that goes before that prepares us to um, to accept that call to 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 come to him. It it's like it breaks the ground, um, makes the events meaningful to us, and instead of ones that we can ignore, and that's that's kind of what happened in Peter's life. That that provenient grace. So. So he kind of went along. Uh, it didn't seem to impact him. Um, Peter, like the rest of us, are pretty was pretty self-centered, I think, uh, self-absorbed because he went on his own way. He went to his fishing job the next day or that night. 
And the next day when Jesus um, came on the scene again, the crowds were following him because of the activity the day before. And they were pressing in on him and he found himself between the crowd and the Sea of Galilee. And, it, and the boats were there and the men were cleaning their nets. They had been out all night long. They hadn't caught anything, but they were feet, cleaning their nets, getting ready to see that kind of fishing they did, they did at night. And they did in the shallows because they could put their nets down and it made it impossible for the fish to go underneath the nets in the shallows. So they could catch fish right there in the night and then they would clean the fish and the nets and go to market and sell their fish and then go home and sleep through the heat of the day. And uh, that's where Jesus found them was ready to do all of that, uh, to sleep through the heat of the day. But instead, Jesus said, can you push your boat out a little bit? And he got in it to preach. You know, I can imagine what was going through Peter's mind. Like, I am ready to go home. And this man wants my boat. Um, I've worked all night. I need to sleep. You know, he complied uh, to that. I don't know if it was seeing his mother-in-law healed, being with Jesus for a night. Uh, seeing the impact that it had on people that he had perceived as demon possessed and worthless people seeing them heal. I don't know if that how much that impacted Peter, but enough that he complied to the request. And that's prevenient grace to me is uh, that softening that experience that we have that uh, makes us move towards Jesus. It happens in all of our lives, I think. Sometimes we call it coincidence. Don't you think that sometimes yeah. we just say, oh, that that person spoke to me. I met that person by coincidence or that circumstance was coincidence. But it's really the grace of God in our lives drawing us and leading us to him. So anyway, Peter um, complied and G Jesus preached his message. Um I can imagine some pretty sleepy fishermen <laughs> yeah. through that message, but um, they stayed and waited for him. And then they thought they were ready to go home. The nets were clean. They're put up, they're stored. They're ready for the night fishing to come and they're going to go home because there's nothing to go to market with. And Jesus has one more request. And he says, put your deep, put your boats out in the deep and cast your nets there. And Peter had to be having a fit in his mind uh, that this carpenter thought that he knew more about fishing than this professional fisher. Um, he knew where to catch the fish and it wasn't out in the deep and his nets weren't going to be effective out there. And uh, the fish could get underneath them. You know, he, there was got to be a thousand excuses for him not to go out in the deep uh, besides the fact that they were all tired. But he did. He was called. He was pulled to that. Um, he was attracted to Jesus, I think, at that point. And he put it out in the deep. And sure enough, when they cast their nets, here's these um, huge catch of fish that's about to break their nets. And he has to call for help from the other boats. And um, it's phenomenal. It's miraculous what, what goes on there i 
just see Peter, you know, it's that aha moment. Uh, as an educator, I see that in kids a lot where you're teaching along and, and suddenly you say something that connects with them or means something to them and they go, aha, I get it. I think that was Peter's aha moment because it had something to do with him. You know, it's funny that casting out demons, healing a sick person had no impact. But when it came down to my job, what I have to do and my failure that I experienced and you fixed, it was an aha for Peter. And his immediate response was to fall on his knees, not in worship, because he wasn't really capable of that, I don't think. But in absolute torment about who he saw Jesus as and who he saw himself as. And he says to Jesus, depart from me, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. I'm sinful. And uh, I love Jesus' response. It's like he doesn't see the sinful man in front of him at all. He sees only this apostle that he knows he's going to build his church on this, this faith that this man's going to have. He realizes, you know, and, and sees him as that person. And he says, you're going to be fishers of men. Uh, so don't be afraid. So there's a lot that uh, went into that before even that episode of, of Peter and Jesus on the, on the shore of Galilee. And then the, miraculous catch of fish and the confession of or the beginnings of the confession of of who jesus really was uh, that was grace it was going before as you said prevenient grace, grace. As, as i listened to you I, I i jotted down a, a few notes here and uh, listened for the different uh, graces that you mentioned um uh the, the grace of of jesus uh, calling and and then you called it common grace and that was an expression i hadn't heard before i should have been familiar with that and and prevenient grace and you mentioned healing grace for uh, peter's mother-in-law all of these things were working in uh, in peter's life before he came to that point of declaring uh, jesus as his lord and master we're going to take a quick break and um, hear from momentum ministries and when we come back i'd like to ask you if you would please to to maybe share some examples or stories from your life for people that you've known who have experienced God's provision. Momentum Ministries is pleased to announce the release of our latest book, Christmas with Matthew, a daily guide for your journey to Christmas and beyond. With devotional thoughts and questions for reflection, discussion guides, prayers, and even activities for children and families, Christmas with Matthew is a perfect Advent source for everyone. Order it today on our website, MomentumMinistries.org. Welcome back. It is good to be with you and to have with us on Casual Conversations, Pastor Linda Robinson. Pastor Linda was sharing with us about how God's prevenient grace was working in Peter's life. And uh, Pastor Linda, I just wanted to share with you and with our listeners, if I could, a little bit of the story of how God worked in my life can go totally different directions. 
But I, I can recall two specific things as I look back in my childhood that illustrate God's provenient grace. And one was, was probably when I was about 10 years old. And I remember my mom had some, we weren't real strong churchgoers. We would attend occasionally. But I remember my mom had some friends that, by the name of Parsons. And that's an interesting name for some friends. I didn't know what that meant at the time. But uh, Mr. and Mrs. Parsons were visiting us one day in our home. And I was very, very sick and had a fever. And I remember as just a child, them praying for me, putting their hands on me. And all of this was new, you know, and, and I remember feeling the presence of God in that moment and uh, realizing there's something special about these people or something special is happening here. As far as being born again or anything like that, nothing happened. And then a few years later, I think I was in the eighth grade, Another friend of the family had uh, taken me and a few other uh, teenagers. We went to a, a healing service in a in a middle school in a Superior Middle School in the town where I grew up. And at that healing service, I again I vividly recall people being prayed for and uh, uh, people being uh, receiving the touch of the Lord. And I recall the presence of the Lord and how. I, I knew that this was real. I, I couldn't explain it, but I knew that something was happening. And then it wasn't too many months after that, that I, uh, I accepted Christ as my savior and, and really experienced that, that grace of God. But those times that preceded my salvation were very important, preparing me to recognize what, what Jesus was saying to me on that Sunday morning in August of, uh, 1972 so so that's that's my story i guess of, of provenient grace i don't know if you have a story like that or a, a similar thing that you could share with our listeners today well the grace of my life started very very early for me i know when i say this to people they probably question the validity of it but i came to know christ when i was four years old you know people would think well what did you know about coming to Christ when you were four-year-old I knew enough <laughs> I knew enough because I was brought up in that Christian home and uh, I had been taken to church since I was you know an arm baby <laughs> and it's kind of like what you said you you experience in the church service the testimonies and the singing and the, uh, one in particular that I can remember um as a young child was Mr. Rose. Mr. Rose had been a prize fighter in his younger years and had been in that world of gambling and prize fighting and just a um, not a healthy place to be uh, and a pretty rough and rugged life. And he, he always uh, testified such sweet sobbing and weeping in his testimony saying he didn't understand how God could look at him and see anything beyond that rough, awful character. You know, and those kind of testimonies make an impression on a young child when someone is crying and weeping and you see that spirit of contrite spirit before the Lord and feel the comfort of the Holy Spirit that comes when that happens. And um, that led me, you know, to, to listen up listen up for um, things that sounded like salvation, things that sounded like life-changing. That, that, that appealed to me even as a very young child. 
because you know as soon as we know who we are we know we're not good enough <laughs> that we're not good and uh, even that four-year-old little girl knew that i'm not good and i need a life change yes let's pray together father in heaven i thank you today for your prevenient grace the grace that goes before the grace that is common to all of us that calls us, that prevents us from slipping away. And Lord, help us, each one, all of our listeners, uh, to, to hear that, uh, that call of God and to recognize the graces, the very graces of God in our lives and to respond with faith in Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, if any are listening today who do not know you, I pray that that prevenient grace would bring forth fruit right now in a changed life, a saved soul. Thank you for Linda, for her testimony. Thank you for placing this message of grace on her heart. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thank you, Linda. Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I, I think as we think about that prevenient grace, it'll spur us all on to well, what comes next. And and um, that's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, amen. Thank you so much. And I appreciate our listeners for being on today and uh, urge you to uh, check us out for the next episode of Casual Conversations. And Linda will continue sharing this story of grace. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.